Merry Christmas Eve, Crossroads. I am very, very glad to be celebrating the birth of Jesus with you this evening. And what better way to do that than to sing, Oh, come let us adore him. What a great song. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. And that is exactly what we came here to do this evening. And in fact, that is the same thing that the shepherds who were present at the first Christmas uh, over 2,000 years ago were doing. Uh, They said, oh, come let us adore him. Well, who is him? (laughs) Him is Christ. Christmas is about Christ. And in church, Crossroads, Christmas is good news. Christmas is good news. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, Christmas is good news. Christmas is good news. It's good news. And I want us to begin our time together this Christmas Eve by reading the Christmas story from the Bible. So if you have your Bible with you, go ahead and open it up to Luke chapter 2. Uh, If you don't have a Bible accessible right now, uh, we should have the words on the screen here behind me. But open your Bibles to Luke 2, and we are going to begin in verse 1. It says, In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I will bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem. And see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen, or all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The first thing that I want us to see tonight, this evening, is that the Christmas story is the story of God's love. 
The Christmas story is the story of God's love. If you've ever wondered about God's love, look to Christmas. Let's start with the basics. God sent his one and only son down to earth. Think about this. Think about what that actually means. You've, if you've been in church for more than five minutes in your life, you have probably heard that phrase, God sent his one and only son down to earth. But think about this. What does that actually mean? That means that Jesus left his throne, his glorious dwelling place in heaven, to come down here to this place, to earth, to dwell amongst us. He entered this world not as a king, but as a poor baby in a manger. The news of his birth did not go first to the king in his palace, but instead it went to shepherds in a field. God goes out of his way, church, to reveal himself to everyday, ordinary people like me and like you, with no fanfare, no self-serving parade entrance, or anything like that. And why? Why would the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords come down to earth? Why would he subject himself to a hard life, to a sin-filled world, and a path that he knew was leading to the cross. Why would he do it? Because God loves us. God loves us. He loves you and me and all people. God came to save us from the penalty of sin and death. And this is exactly, by the way, what the angels communicated in their message to the shepherds. Remember verse 10 that we just read? Fear not, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So do you see that today on this Christmas Eve? Do you see that? That all people should have great joy because Christ has come. It is good that the Savior is here. Christ's birth is a demonstration. It is a demonstration to us of God's love for the entire world. And the Christmas story tells us about the good news of Jesus Christ. It communicates this to us. You see, Jesus was born into our world so that one day he could die in our place for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus came down, church, to rescue us. He came down to rescue us, and that began on Christmas. God's love is on full display as we see that the Savior of the world is not coming, but is now here. And this leads me to my second point, the second thing. And in case you're wondering, if you're like, is he, how many points is he doing tonight? Two. <laughs> this leads me to my second point. The second point, the Christmas story gives us hope, joy, and peace. Think about a Christmas celebration without Christ. Think about what that would be like. Think about a Christmas celebration without Christ. This is actually not that difficult. As I was writing this out, I was like, actually, that might not be that hard for some people because um, in our world, much of what is done in terms of Christmas in the month of December is actually more what you might say consumeristic instead of Christocentric. Consumeristic instead of Christ-centered. But what if the Christmas story from the Bible did not happen? What if Christ had not come? What would be the solution for a world that is sick with sin? What would you place your hope in? 
Where would you find lasting joy? Where would you go? Where would you find peace? And where would you find peace with God? To think about that for a moment, I just want to walk through a couple of what I'll call alternatives to the Christmas story, alternatives to Christ, and then I'm going to tell you the reason why they all fall short. So let's start with yourself. <laughs> let's start with you and me. Let's say we look inward and we go, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my hope and my trust in myself. That's where I'm going to start. You're, I'm going to start with my own goodness and my own righteousness. Well, well, you could do that, but the Bible says that those are actually like filthy rags in the eyes of God. The Bible says that God's standard for holiness is perfection and that we cannot attain it. So that's not a really good alternative to Christ. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I'll put my hope and trust in the government. Have you had to interact with a government agency recently? Anybody? Anybody? How'd that go for you? Did that interaction warm your heart and bless your soul? <laughs> Have you seen how our government sometimes functions and how sometimes they waste time and money that are not theirs, um, but, but, but they do it in, in the name of governance? Have you seen how politicians on both sides, I'm not picking on anybody, politicians on both sides seem more concerned with re-election than promoting the general welfare, which is actually what a government's supposed to do? The government church is a poor savior. <laughs> The government is a terrible savior, and it's certainly no place to find hope, joy, and peace. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking, you know what? What about relationships? What about relationships? Do you have perfect friends that never let you down, like ever? I love my friends. I have great friends, fantastic friends. But I want to meet your perfect friends. <laughs> Introduce them to me so they can be my friends. I'm not a perfect friend. And you likely aren't either. If you're married, do you have a perfect spouse? Stop right there. <laughs> before you answer that out loud, before you answer it out loud, turn to your spouse and ask them if you are a perfect spouse. You can do that later, not this moment. It's not like the other thing earlier where I said turn to your neighbor, like do that later. The sacrifice for the sins of the world had to be a perfect, spotless lamb without blemish. And as imperfect and flawed human beings, another person cannot take the place of Christ. Thus, that makes them a poor alternative to Jesus. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's money. Someone once said they were in support of money. They were like, you know what? Like, money's a good thing. Money, money fixes stuff. Um, in support of money, somebody once said, hey, Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy everything else. But let's get real for a moment. Because you might laugh at that and you might go, yeah, maybe, maybe. But let's get real. What good is everything else if you're unhappy? Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Those things that money can buy may be nice. And there's nothing inherently wrong with having nice things. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But these things are not meant to give us hope, joy, in peace. They just can't do that. That's asking too much of them. 
They do not fulfill us at a soul level. And they are not where we place or find our identity. Church, I want to remind you this Christmas Eve, the Christ of Christmas and him alone gives us hope, joy, and peace. Let's talk about hope first. Hope, a world full of sin needs a savior. And the Bible tells us Christ is the only savior. Acts 4.12, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other name besides the name of Jesus Christ. Without Christ, we have no hope because the Bible says that we're dead in our sins. We're staring at the judgment of God with no hope of rescue or redemption. So Christ gives us hope. He is our hope. Let's talk about joy. Remember what the angel said again. I'll read it to you again. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Good news of great joy. That's what Christmas is. Good news of great joy. Jesus' birth is something to celebrate. You see, without Christ, there can be no lasting joy because there is no Savior. But with Christ, there's an overflowing, an unspeakable type of joy because our Savior is alive and he offers us redemption and forgiveness and grace. And we actually sing the Christmas song, Joy to the World, um, like we just did earlier, because that is the only response to Christ's coming. He brings the joy. Jesus brings joy. And what about peace? Luke 2, verse 13 it says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Jesus is the only one who can give us peace with God and the peace of God. He's the only one that can do it. We find our peace through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I just want to ask you today, what better moment than Christmas? What better moment than Christmas to experience the hope, joy, and peace of a relationship with Jesus? What better moment than Christmas? Maybe you're here, maybe you're here today, or maybe you're online with us, and you have never trusted in Jesus for salvation. Maybe Christmas for you has always been more about presents and parties and less about Christ. Nothing wrong with presents and parties. But if that's you, then I believe that today, today, this Christmas Eve, God is calling you to repent and to trust in Jesus as Savior and as Lord. Today, today, you can actually begin a relationship with Jesus Christ that will give you hope in this world. It'll give you joy in his presence, and it'll give you peace with God. You can even pray a prayer of repentance and faith in Christ right where you are right now on this Christmas Eve. And so as we come to the close of the message part of our service, I just want to ask, if you will, if, if you will, honor, um, I would like you to bow your heads. Bow your heads as we pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed. And we're going to talk to God. And Father God, we come before you now, God, as people that we know 
We know our flaws, God. We know our imperfections. But we also know the hope, God, of Jesus Christ. Your word, God, which we believe is true with no error. It tells us that Jesus Christ is the light of the world and is the hope of the nations. And so, God, I just pray for anyone here who does not know Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior, God. I pray that you would draw them to you. I pray, God, that you would bring them to yourself on this Christmas. And God, I pray for those who do, those of us who do know you and trust you and trust in you. God, I pray that you would encourage us to find our identity in you and in nothing else. God, we know that the world offers many things, but we can only find our true identity and our true rest in you. The world tells us to hurry through this season, God, but we know that you extend an offer of peace to us. And so, God, I just pray that you would help us to find that this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.